Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Hallen. I uh, got a little change in your regular scheduled programming this week. Aaron is off saving the country. Um, he says that, but um, then he posts a picture with his portable PlayStation. So I don't know how much work he's actually doing. But um, instead of doing what we normally do, I'm actually live at Cardinal Gaming with Zach. How you doing, Zach? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, Cardinal is, is one of the affiliates, partners, whatever you want to call it, for a nerd like me. We've been working together for a couple months now, I guess. And I spent a decent amount of time here. Just kind of wanted to have you on the guys on the show and, and figure out what makes you guys nerds and, and um, what you guys like and about the business because you guys have such a cool story. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like telling the story a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I find myself telling the story pretty often. Yeah, and it's a good one. And, you know, uh, you told me the other day and, you know, it's, it's really motivating for me because you guys have something here that um, I'm sure you didn't expect to have. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. So I think it's really cool that you guys are doing something that you enjoy um, and that you're continuing to progress. And I think that's purely because you're passionate and you enjoy what you do. Yeah. And it yeah. shows. And I mean, there's always people ever since, um, you know, even at the, the old store that you guys had, um, you know, every time I was there, there was people there that in like seemed like friends, you know, and, and yeah. I've been to some of the other gaming stores in the area and I, it's just not the same feel, man. Yeah. Um, it, not that it's not, you know, it, it was almost like competitive to a bad degree like everyone wants to be like the best at everything and here yeah, like yeah. there's friendly competition here like don't get me wrong people are playing to win yeah but we're here to have fun yeah. you know and, and to, to be social and i think that really shows and you guys have such a good environment here yeah. so Something that goes into that, uh, when we were initially getting set up to uh, uh, be sanctioned as a, a WPN store, which is Wizards' uh, way of saying, like, okay, these guys are a legit store to play You can sell our at. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. You, you get, like, you know, we, you can do pre-releases and other, like, sanctioned events through Wizards for Magic and a couple other things that we don't really mess with yet. But one of the things that they uh uh like there was a couple things you had to learn in the process of becoming a wpn store and one of those things they uh like how to create a good environment for a a store a card store just like a store in general uh that people come to like you know hang out and and you know interact with other people and one of the things that they uh one of the things that they uh talked about was this concept called like the uh, third place theory okay where you have three different places that people typically are, with the first one being at home, right? The second one being at work, and then the third place being neither of those, right? So, you know, when you're when you don't want to be at home and you don't want to, well, I don't know how often people actually want to be at work, but like when you don't want to be at work and <laughs> you, you don't want to be, be at home, work, right? It's it's a job. <laughs> I it's know. a job. It's, yeah, it, you still I, have I really, yeah, I, I, I really, I definitely enjoy what I do. No doubt about that. But there's there's times where you know. It's 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 work. Okay. And, and there there's you know, sorting thousands of magic cards does get to you after a while. It does get to you after a <laughs> well, while. But you know the cards very well. Yeah. As, uh, a, as an added bonus. I I pretend to. <laughs> I pretend to. Yeah. Um so anyways, so that's that's actually a really good concept for them to have that they want to create like that. Yeah, it's a place that's that the people, next place you are, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the place that people want to go that's neither home nor work that you can you know, get away from everything. Right. And that's that's to an extent what we tried to set up as a uh, the third place. This is, you know, a lot of the people that we have come here, especially on days of the week that allows them to, there's people that, you know, they'll spend the entirety of their free time here. Right. And I, I, I understand it. I get it because, I mean, if I wasn't working here and I wanted to go do something, if I'm playing cards, probably going to come here. You know, right. You want to get a D&D campaign together? Probably going to come probably here. Probably going to come here. Right. I wanted to, you know, try out a new board game or I, I'm, I, I do a lot of video gaming and, you know, okay. to, to the extent that, uh, 
we we can accommodate that we try to but like we're still you know working out the formalities with that we do plan on hosting some like video game tournaments and stuff like that but once we get like our couch and our tv set up and all yeah, that put together more of a gaming environment yeah, kind of yeah thing, right? have, have like a nice setup to just you know sit down and play a game we so, did we did that a little bit at the old store yeah hopefully this place will accommodate a, a better setup so for that. you know as far as video games if that's is that what would you consider your biggest like what's your nerd like sin, like what's the central focus because obviously you're doing a lot of stuff you're playing magic you're playing video games you're you're watching anime you're doing all this stuff so what's like the like what's home base kind of uh for everybody that's here we each kind of have our own home base so like right. you know for me I, I i know a lot about video games and i know enough to get into trouble with magic and right. those are the two things that I, I tend to stick to uh well everybody that's here i mean you you learn video games it's we we do so many video games that it's it's hard for anybody who even like doesn't know you know, every end of the spectrum, like you have your retro stuff, you have your new stuff, everything in between. Right. Your specialty, your novelty stuff, all that kind of, all the obscure, weird things. You 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 just pick that stuff up over time because we do so much of it. But uh, everybody else here has their little little specialties. Mason, he knows Pokemon inside now. Okay. Chase picked up Super as his card game, and he's the the guy to go to with anything for that. And then I. Uh, I, I I would I won't say that I know the most about video games, but I have a lot of like but specialized that, guess, knowledge about it. So you know, outside of though what you're doing at the store, like is are is video games like your go to when you go home and you're wanting to do something? Uh, I play a lot of poker. Okay. <laughs> I play a lot of well Fair more enough. than more than I, I I ever expected to. I just started playing like a year ago, and like my friend got me into it, and like I I, I love magic. I really do love magic. I can sit down and talk about magic, play magic all day. Yeah. Uh, I I have a knack for. You know, going through and playing the old same video games that I've played yeah, twenty yeah. times. I am actually going through Final Fantasy X right now for the first time. I've never. Yeah, I. Um, I've only played seven, and I played when I was in probably elementary school. I mean, it was the nineties. Yeah, that was the, the first time I ever threw a controller, <laughs> and um, I never, I never beat the game to this day. I still have not beat it. Yeah, I got to the final Sephiroth fight. Oh wow! And I couldn't beat him. Wow, yeah, that's I, I I played the Final Fantasy series very backwards, so uh, okay. by the time I got to seven, I was already pretty comfortable with you know playing Final Fantasies in general and, and understanding the general yeah, yeah flow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I was just kind it, of I like seven a lot. I do. Yeah. I, I but I I played everything up to well, I haven't beaten ten yet. I'm gonna try to do that just to say that you know I've gotten one through ten done, but I haven't beat ten. I beat nine, eight, and seven. If you want, however you want to call six or three, you know Japanese six U.S. Three, I beat that one, and then uh, the first one, and that one was mm. uh, going back and playing the first one. Kind of gives you a good idea. It's like uh, I, if I remember correctly, there was a story about Final Fantasy. The reason why they called it Final Fantasy is that was their that was Square's final game that they were going to make as a you know Hail Mary. It was either this, if this made it or nothing. They were, yeah, yeah, they were this done. Or they were done, and you know the the formula seemed to work really well. And yeah, I'd say yeah, uh, they're doing okay. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, is that what is your favorite game then? Out of all of them, not just Final Fantasy, but if what's your favorite video game? I don't have a favorite. Oh, I, I, you that's, pick. that's too hard for me to like because there's there's favorite games within specific genres. Like, yeah, but if you had to pick, I'm putting you on the spot. We need an answer. It's gonna be a toss up between Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind and RuneScape. RuneScape, yep. classic, I, man. Yeah, classic. I, I play a lot of old school still, and uh, I, I I don't know what it is there. Oh, I, I I guess I have an idea of what it is that draws me to that game. But there's for how simple of a game it looks on the outside, it's, it's a really, really complex. It's a really yeah. complex game. It has a well made storyline. There's a lot of like 
you know, a, a, in the quests that you do in the game, it's not just like, you know, kill 10 of these and collect 20 of these. Right, like World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, yeah, no, there's like, you're you're watching a story unfold as you go through the game and like, you decide which path, that, uh, how you go about, you know, creating that story and or making I, the story happen. If I had to guess, I mean, um, I don't we're probably close to the same age so i remember when i was that was we were probably in the key demographic for like when that first blew up yeah, yeah. so i mean i never i never played but i remember every time that i went to the public library <laughs> those those computers were like yeah. chock full of people playing runescape yeah yep, definitely um so i definitely you know i can understand that and and morrowind um I, that's another one i've i've played um the next one oblivion the, no i'm blanking here yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, I yeah. played like the first part of that game like three times. I just can't get into it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's something to do with like the the whole first person perspective, mm-hmm. but I'm using like melee weapons. It's yeah. weird for me. Yeah, it just feels yeah. really clunky. You can you can actually set, uh, change the settings to do third person. Can I? Yeah. I just never yeah. got that far, man. But I mean, honestly, like since you haven't immersed yourself into Skyrim yet, I would go back to Morrowind first. Yeah, because it's. I mean. Uh, I'm I'm biased, of course, but I uh, you know it's it's a uh, every every installment after uh, after Morrowind was regression. So oh, okay, and Oblivion from... was great, but it wasn't in my opinion wasn't as good as as Morrowind and uh, Skyrim was a good game, but it wasn't even as good as Oblivion. So so what 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 were they regressing on? Like what was the? It, it kind of just felt like they were trying to pander to a broader audience. Sure. Every time was it like less them. of a in-depth RPG kind of thing? Like to an extent, making it, it simpler. It almost really like I felt like the nail, the last nail was nailed into the coffin when Skyrim came out, just because like you could tell that you you could just tell the feel of the game. It it, it felt like it was trying to pander to a very broad audience and then when you do that you you miss out on a lot of the the important things that made like uh especially morrowind and even to an extent uh oblivion really good games right yeah and you know so here's my problem is um morrowind's relatively old at this point so i know i'm gonna have to if after i get the game i'm gonna have to spend a while modifying the game. oh it takes so well to modify i know really, i've seen really the pictures does. it looks beautiful it, man it really is it's uh yeah, yeah. My, my friend played it that way and when he was like look at this game i'm like what is that that must it looks fantastic he's like it's more i'm like that's old yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no way it you, looks can, like you that. can tell when a game is good when there is active development like for how the, many for the, it's like almost third, almost like third party 15, market 20 years later and yeah. there's still an active developer community for that game because people love the game and i i, I can't get enough of it i'll, I'll I'll do at least two playthroughs of that game, like just main story playthroughs a year. And right. Like I, I, I don't think I've still done everything in the game. Well, everything yeah. that I can do, I don't think I, I've, 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 I've beaten the expansions. There's two expansions. Uh, I don't remember the names of Blood Moon and Mournhold or Tribunal. Yeah, Blood Moon and Tribunal. Okay. And they're both. I mean, it's fantastic expansions on the on the base game, but like there's so much to do in just the base game. There's right. So much. I so mean, it's the same with a, with Oblivion. And Skyrim to an right. extent too, but like endless, yeah. With the lack of voice acting in Morrowind, it allows for like a lot of text, and I like to read, so like okay. I'll, I'll, they have it's it's funny they have libraries in the game, so you, you go, go through, like reading the yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've I've gone through and I've read entire series of books that they have in the libraries there, and there's actually some pretty interesting stuff in the yeah, books. Yeah, some good like, lore, tell, I'm sure, like, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so even aside from lore, like you could tell that people were the people who were making those, like they wanted it to, you know actually be worth something they wanted sure. to be like worth reading and 
I feel like they did a pretty good job at that. Yeah, my uh, so my favorite example of that is have you ever played Mass Effect? No, I haven't. So I haven't. similar, they have like these codex entries mm-hmm. that are like very similar. You you pick them up throughout the game pretty much, but I mean they're just super in depth. You know about different planets, different species, different whatever mm-hmm. in the universe. I mean, that was my favorite thing about that game in general, really, because I'm a big science fiction fan, and it was just so well done from that perspective. Like, um, you know, obviously, whatever technology they were using in the game is unrealistic to a certain degree because yeah. it's a video game. But at the same time, they went through really good effort to, like, explain it all yeah, and make yeah. it plausible and feasible. And, like, yeah. you're reading this, you're like, okay, I can see how that makes sense. You know, and I thought that was really cool because it's not just like this, oh, there's magic, accept it. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's some crazy technology, just deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're going to take the time to develop the story to that extent. So um, are you – but you, so – are you like a completionist when it comes to those kind of games? Like that's you, that's you, kind of what I was gonna I was gonna say was like so for for Mass Effect was collecting those codexes like a part of like you know completing a a, a larger portion of the game or anything like that. Or was it that just there? For no, fun? I think they were just there. Yeah. Uh, extra. There may be some kind of achievement or yeah, something for getting yeah. them all or something, but it that's, wasn't uh, definitely a part of the plot yeah. or anything. I think the Metroid Prime series did pretty good at uh, uh, making both you know collecting information about like the. The plants, the animals, all the stuff yeah. going on in the the worlds you ended up there. Like they made that a part of the collectathon side of playing through the game, and it's like it was both really interesting stuff because you could find out detailed information just about or for about every single thing, like plant or animal or uh, item that you can get in the game. Right. And they made it even they made more incentive to do that by you know having achievements that you'd unlock by. You know, collecting that information, I'd find myself reading all the stuff like they did <laughs> six they, hours yeah, later, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, it, it makes what's already a pretty long game just that much longer. To oh yeah, I mean, gosh, I, that's that's part of the thing, right? Is a lot of those games just take so long in general, mm-hmm. and then like you go through all that stuff, and it's just like you know, really. Where does it end? You know, yeah, sometimes it's like, yeah. you know, even something like Final Fantasy, it's like, how yeah. long can you spend in that game? Oh, that's, it's funny, but with Final Fantasy too, you could, like, it's not just, you know, a standard playthrough, because you can do, you know, playthroughs that are specific to, uh, like, one style of play, or even, like, low level or level one playthroughs, or time really? playthroughs. Yeah, yeah that, Final, uh, one of my favorite Final Fantasies is Final Fantasy IX, and there's like a uh, uh, there's an item that you can get. I think it's called Excalibur. Okay, it's the best weapon in the game. The only way you can get the get the weapon is I think by beating the game in either twelve or fifteen hours or less. It's possible. It's really hard. I'm sure. I haven't done it yet. I've also tried to do a level one playthrough through that game, and. Like I've I can I can beat that game with my eyes closed normally, but going through and doing a level one playthrough, I've got like halfway through disc two, and it's just like there's certain Impossible, parts of that game feels like. you are you are literally waiting for the dice to be rolled and a yeah, hundred sided dice to be rolled that exact number, and you're gonna keep doing right? it. Yeah, you have to keep doing it over and over again until you just get that perfect sequence of events that happen to where you know you can get past the you get a damage save and you get a critical hit or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, just yeah, it, it's 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 great. So what's what game have you spent the most time on then, Moral? Wind? One of the two, RuneScape or Morrowind. I've I've put a lot of time into RuneScape, and that's true. But I almost count that as yeah, different because yeah. it's, it it is kind of on. It's an MMO, right? Yeah. So it's kind of open ended by its nature. Whereas yeah. with Morrowind, it's like you're doing extra stuff just to do the extra. Yeah. Like, there's then no. It, it you know. would definitely, without a doubt, be Morrowind. Yeah. yeah. I've I've put hundreds of hours into that game since from from like the time that it first came out all the way up until you're here recently. I've I've at least played through. Uh, I might have not even played through Morrowind once this year, but you know, have a bunch of crap going on. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
I haven't well, had a chance to play a lot of video games in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys, I'm sure, are busy. You know, it's like you guys are, like, every time I come to the store, something's different. Like, you're, you're yeah. you know, slowly making progress. So um, so why don't we, um, now that we kind of have a little bit of understanding about what makes you tick and, you know, what you like. So tell us the the story of Cardinal. Like, what, um, where did you start? Because when we talked about this, you know, I, I had told Zach that um, Zach had made a Facebook group on Oh, gosh, I don't even remember when. Years and years ago. Yeah, it's probably about a good four years ago, if not more than yeah, that. Yeah, and so this group was just Louisville Metro Video Game Buy, Sell, Trade or something like yeah, that. Yeah, And um, I was in that group, and I never bought anything, but I would always see the stuff, and I would see Zach selling stuff and whatnot. Um, and so that was like, you know, it was kind of funny when uh, a nerd like me got involved with Cardinal, and I'm like, I remember that guy, and I remember him, his Facebook group. And, um, and that kind of was what seems like it transitioned into where we sit now yeah yeah that's that's exactly how it happened actually because of that group so i was about four maybe four or five years ago now i was i got into the habit of uh buying going out and like looking for good deals on video games and just video games really and more specifically older stuff Uh, i learned how to sell stuff on ebay and uh, i was trying to figure out a way to make that my manner of living and and eventually once i got into the swing of things i got comfortable i already knew a lot about video games i i you know had a uh, at multiple different times had a great selection of games that i kept just to play through and then got into it from a, a reselling perspective and started going out to like thrift stores and pawn shops and uh yard sales and you know advertising on craigslist yeah. and facebook that i'm buying the stuff and you know get people to bring you lots and all that kind of stuff and after doing it for a while i i, I mean i don't i don't think when i actually even started doing it that my goal was anything like this at all it was just like Oh wow! I found I, it was funny because I found out about doing this on Reddit, <laughs> and I was I was browsing through Reddit. I don't remember what I was looking at, but I stumbled across a post that must reach like one of the top pages, and it was a post about how this guy bought uh, a handful of like really good Nintendo games, like either Super Nintendo sixty four or something like that. He bought a handful of Nintendo sixty four games at a Goodwill for like fifty bucks, and right. like it were even less than that. I don't know. It was it was uh, the amount that he paid was was like ridiculously yeah, cheap. Was, yeah yeah ridiculously cheap to what the games were actually worth. And it's like I saw that and I was like, wait, you can do that? You can you can, people are going out and selling these games a lot less than they're worth, and you can find good deals in these games and you know sell them online and make money. I'll, I'll try it. Sure, so, worth a shot, right? Yeah, I I I don't even remember the first couple of like bundles that I bought, or, like going out to the thrift store and. I was already going out to the thrift store anyways just because I like, I like finding not necessarily good deals on stuff, but like, you know, just stuff that you can't go, normally go to a store and find. So right. I always found myself, you know, in a thrift store, or not necessarily pawn shops till I got into doing it from a more of a reseller perspective. But I, I always had the knack for like either finding good deals on stuff or just finding really cool, obscure stuff within the, the spectrum of stuff that I already like. So right. Getting into getting into the video game side of it, I got a, I got a hand for selling stuff online, and I got you know, over time I started buying more and selling more and buying more and selling more. I turned like the two different places that I lived into the, the like I had you know whole rooms dedicated just like my inventory and wow a good a good computer setup for you know taking pictures and processing stuff, cleaning it, testing it, putting it on eBay. I I, I did eBay exclusively for like three years. And then uh, I made that group sort of as a, uh, a means of, you know, furthering my reach from both a buying sure. and a selling perspective. I never really, I don't think I ended up selling too much on there because for the most part, like everybody that 
gets in groups like that, they want a good deal. And it's like, I mean, I I want to give a good deal, but on the other side too, I mean, you know, we're trying can, to make money. Yeah, yeah, if I can if I can go sell it on eBay and you know get the full value out of nine, and that's that's usually the route that I took. And it was also like didn't have to meet anybody or UPS or USPS would come to my house and pick up my packages for me. So it was just like, yeah, I mean, shoot, put them in a put them in a bag, wrap them up, and leave them on our front porch and the rest is done for me so after doing that for a couple years and having that facebook page to you know try to get a further reach which really didn't help that much but uh i posted on the group saying that you know i was thinking about trying to get a couple people together to open a video game and card game store and i don't know what what made me want to do that in the first place but uh i well i I think a lot of it was like you know people like to if they're especially if they're going to sell something and and at this point i was just like you know i want to buy as much stuff as i can and just throw it online and you know make a lot of money if you can make a little a few dollars on everything you know i mean or make a you know, you're going to have the the ones occasion where you're making a lot of money, but oh yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely it's all about volume to a certain yeah. extent, right? Yeah, and so I, I I put a post on the on the page saying like, you know, who wants to talk about opening a video game and card game store? And got like six or seven people together, and you know, we went to a coffee shop, sat down, talked about stuff, talked through around some ideas, and uh, seen what people wanted to do, how they wanted to go about things. And after that first time, you know, we you know scheduled a couple more meets. You know, and we met up again this time. You know, there's one or two less people next time you know it was one or two less people up until like you know we were starting to look at a couple different options for a storefront and things like that and it's like we were down to like maybe four people at this point okay and you know after uh after seeing the cost of operation to get into like a good storefront in a reasonable space or like that's not like in the worst part of town or like completely run down or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah it's tough here in you realize that like you know there's it was a bunch of guys who like like the idea of opening a store but didn't realize the logistics behind it or the financial implications behind it and once you realize that stuff it's like oh this is a this isn't not just a a big obligation but even to an extent it's it's a gamble yeah it requires a lot of work a lot of long-term effort in hopes that you know something's going to come from it in the future so it just kept you know the amount of people whittled down and whittled down until it was just me and mason and at that point we were like well we want to do something we definitely do want to do something he already had experience selling uh trading cards online so uh we we got together and like you know what are we going to do it's going to take us a lot of money to really like do this the way that we want to so what can we do in the meantime to you know get ourselves to that position so we joined up we rented out a little office space right off of third street in the churchill downs area okay and we started doing exactly what we were both already doing ourselves before we bought stuff and sold stuff online almost exclusively we you know we'd go around and advertise do all the same stuff that i was doing but with a broader focus we started buying magic cards and uh, a broader array of uh video game stuff and pokemon too that was kind of the three the three things that we messed with more than anything else and we did that for i think it was about eight or nine months and then at that point we uh let's see at that point we found a we were getting to the end of our our lease at this place and it was such a small terrible place to try to do this (laughs) type of operation so we were looking for an opportunity to get into maybe not even necessarily somewhere bigger somewhere that was just more uh more structured around like you know being a presentable place for people to come and sell their stuff right our selling buying stuff locally or people buying stuff from us locally wasn't really the focus yet but the next place that we moved into was out in valley station it was also a really really small store is probably about 500 square feet in total and it poorly uh, accommodated the amount of stuff that we because when you're doing this stuff you for every easily movable title that you get 
you get like 20 things that like it's either not worth it to try to sell online or it's either not working or need some type of work and some type of processing so that stuff builds up so fast because you're focusing on you know moving the stuff that's going to move. It's making you money yeah, yeah absolutely. So you end up with a, a, a vast selection of stuff that's like you know low priority and you just end up taking all because you can't just throw it away and you can't just you know it's hard to get good money out of it but we kept building up that inventory and it was probably about three months being into the new shop which was actually not like the the first place was a, a closet it was a office style place like in three or four rooms it was like maybe 550 square feet and you know we we took advantage of that to the extent that we could until we just ran out of space and then the place that we moved into right after that was about the same square footage but it was just an empty box there was Mm. just one small closet in the back and then the rest of it was uh, a big well a small square we put a couple glass counter or glass (laughs) display cabinets in it and uh put some good stuff in it just like you know to, to give the illusion that we were like a legitimate store when you know from the outside it still didn't look like they, it, we, right, you it could looked, tell it like, like a storefront right yeah you could tell that we didn't really we had a long way to go to be in like any type of decent situation but it was only about two or three months of being in that store before uh, uh our landlord came to us because we were already begging him like hey you know, we know you have other locations we're really looking to get into something that you know we can grow into for a little while and at that point like he about two or three months after being at the first place he uh he came down and told us that he had a nice store where our previous location was, which is the, which was at the corner of St. Andrew's Church in Palatka, and that place was four times the the size of the store that we were in at the at the moment, and like the the. Uh, it didn't cost that much more. Like we had, we were at that place. We weren't obligated for utilities or anything, but uh, we just had to pay a little bit more and utilities to get probably like four times the space. So, right, which made perfect sense. Yeah, we yeah. were we were ready to do it. We we jumped on the opportunity as soon as we could, and it was at that moment that I realized that I had to learn how to do like a lot of uh, renovation type stuff. Yeah, and I learned how to very poorly lay carpet. I laid the carpet at the old location, and uh, that was a fun experience. But <laughs> we we got to you know. And when we first moved in there, we were like, how are we going to fill up all this space? And then it was probably Before a couple long, months. Before long, yeah, yeah, it was It was full, a couple yeah. months where I was like, we need more space. And we just kept finding <laughs> ourselves in that situation. There was no amount of stuff that we could sell or get rid of that would, you know, put us in a situation. Before we... And it wasn't too long after that where it's, it wasn't like the amount of product that we have that was constraining our space. It was, you know, we'd get a couple tournaments together that had 40 or 50 people coming out. And you realize how small a store is yeah. when you're trying to put, fit 40 or 50 people in your store so uh and it, it, that that probably six months ago that we were like all right we need to find somewhere where we can either you know really plant our roots and see ourselves growing for a long period of time or you know start looking at maybe having more than one store but the the single store location is a lot more feasible from a financial perspective then well sure and you don't also divide your your client base either right yeah you know you always run the risk of moving one opening another store and then either everybody goes to that one and no one goes to your old one or vice versa everyone stays to the old one no one goes to the new one and then you're it, it's really i think that would be tough i think you yeah. guys made the right decision to kind of yeah. put all your eggs in one basket yeah. so to speak yeah and uh, there's there's already a lot of favoritism in the the card store environment in Louisville, so it wouldn't want to add to that anymore, yeah. especially with how things already are. And uh, uh, you know, once we, I, I I definitely say as long as things keep going the way they are, we do plan on being at this location for a while. I'm I'm not so concerned with you know opening more than one store because you know I, especially right now I feel like outside of maybe video games, there's good coverage for what we're doing across the entirety of Louisville now. There's right. you know, there's places that do either a couple of things that we do or most of the things that we do on different sides of the town. And, 
you know, I, I, we have a, I say now that there's, you know, good coverage for the south side of Louisville, or the south and the west side of Louisville, that, you know, there's there's not really much more that needs to be done except maybe on the video game side. I haven't, I think, like, the only other place that I even know outside of GameStop that is selling video games anymore besides us is Game Exchange. and Right, and they're not uh, they're not even coming close to touching what you guys have here. That's that's it, it's really weird to hear people say that because like you know I, I remember when we had like when our I, I used to think a nice selection of games that we had was like you know ten of the nice titles for Super Nintendo now it's like what am I missing in terms of you know good titles for Super Nintendo right. or sixty four we have more we we keep and it's one thing that I like is I like keeping good stock of everything because it's yeah. one thing to go to a store and you know get lucky have and to find yeah something. get lucky and find something you want more so than. You know, and being able to go and you know, like search through a variety, of like, well, there's like five games here that I want right now. I don't know which one I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. You know, pick one, and then you have something to come back and look forward to being there next yeah. time you come back. Yep. You know, the only time you really don't experience that is with some of your more obscure games. But I like those too. I, I like the <laughs> I like to stock all of the all of the fancy weird titles that are like for some reason worth way too much money. <laughs> like there's a there's a game called a. Uh, What's it called? Uh, it's a Sega Saturn, not Sega Saturn, Sega Master System game. It is. If you heard the title of the game, it's a, it's a, it's a boxing game. It's like knockout boxing. Okay. Remember, there's a, it's a famous boxer's name, and it's called like something knockout boxing. It's not Mike Tyson. No, it's not Mike. It, it's not Mike Tyson or George Foreman. <laughs> um, that game is for the for the Sega Genesis. The same game is like a five dollar game, but for the Sega Master System, it's like a five hundred and fifty dollar game. God damn. And it's the it's it's probably a terrible game, and the only reason it's valuable is because. It saw a very limited print run for being at like, right. the end and of the Sega Master System. People are completionists and they want yeah. they want everything, yeah. right? It's it's the holy grail of the Sega Master System, and you know, seeing stuff like that, we've seen. It's crazy some of the things that we've seen and on the video game side, like come through the store. We've had you know a complete box of Little Samson for the uh, original Nintendo, and that game in the box, like that game by itself, I think it's like maybe fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars, really? and then in the box with the manual and everything it was like $3,600 and you know seeing stuff like that is like a you know a, a game that you know someone might have had as a kid and not thought twice about it yeah being worth so much money now and it, it, that's the kind of did you guys buy it oh yeah yeah we had it in the store for, we actually uh, it was not just Little Samson either it was Little Samson yeah it was Little Samson complete in the box Bonk's Adventure uh, I think it was just loose cart and that game's like $800 by itself and then uh, uh, Flintstone Surprise at Dinosaur Peak, which is another like five eight hundred dollar game, and this one person wow. has brought all three of those in, and you know I I will take every opportunity to buy stuff like that when when I can, even if I have to pay very aggressively for it, just because like. You know, it's stuff that if you can't sell it in the local market, the online market goes crazy over. Yeah. That so, stuff. do you guys still sell online? We do to an extent. We we're trying to scale our. Uh, are uh how do you say it we we don't have enough people right now sure. to to fully establish ourselves in every side that we really want to and that's something that we're actually working to fix where uh we have one person in mind to add to the to the team in the next couple weeks and then we're probably going to be uh reaching out and uh maybe taking applications or resumes for another position that we want to fill within the next month or so 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 what kind of stuff are you like looking to add people to do or looking everything that we already do right ideally if we were to uh pick the type of person to come work with us it would be they would be taking on all the responsibilities that we do because i mean when it when it really comes down to it there's only a couple things that you know either me or mason or chase would have to do just because like right from a from a business point it would just make more sense for us to do it but for everything else like there's not really a part of this business that you know outside of like accounting and 
uh, I don't know. I mean, really just anything handling, you know, the financial side of it. It's, you know, you're either buying stuff, selling stuff, cleaning stuff, testing stuff, processing stuff. So there's, there's not too, there's not too much complexity in the job. It's just, you know, getting down good procedures and following consistent habits when it comes to, you know, everything that we do. And we really, it's, it's not that we don't do a lot. It's just that we do a lot of the same stuff. So you're just coming down to like doing the same five set of, of things that, you know, and you could find people to specifically do one of those things or you can you know try to wherever extra people can pick up on other sides that need more help like i don't know pokemon i don't know dragon ball but i can buy it and i can sell it i can talk to people about it to an extent and you know finding people like that where it's like not necessarily yeah i know everything about magic and i can you know sit right next to you and help you do exactly what you need to do more so than you know i can learn magic or i can learn dragon ball i can learn pokemon i can learn the market for video games and what to keep your eye out for and stuff like that right that makes sense yeah um so what uh what's kind of you know you, you said you plan on being here at the store for a while what's like the long-term like goal vision like what's what do you want it to become if you're going to be here you know five ten years something like that i think really at this point where the especially now that the space accommodates our a good long-term growth uh really just you know having a better stock of a wider variety of inventory and yep. uh, being able to accommodate uh tournaments and and other types of like community get-togethers that get a, a wider variety and just more people in the store that's about it you know hosting hosting more things that we're not already we're, we we're getting into a lot of stuff already that you know we weren't familiar with even a couple months ago or right like it, what uh, like the let's see, we're we're just starting up a learn to paint seminar every yeah, week. Yeah, I saw that right. Yeah, yeah, Wednesdays I think it is. And uh, uh, we're actually thinking about getting into. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but gunpla. Gunpla, yeah. yeah. Gun to models, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that, and I, I'm really excited about that because I never really got into the. I never really got into Gundam from any side at all, but yeah. you know, looking out at what they are. It, they look like you know really badass figures and absolutely i could definitely see the appeal and putting together stuff like that and like having models like that uh, i'm i'm a sucker for figures in any form like i have a just about the only thing that i really have uh, i'm I, I have a hard time holding on to stuff <laughs> I, I, I guess that's why i do good here but i really sell hard, trade yeah, yeah I, I i can't keep anything for too long but for some reason I've managed to hold on to my Amiibo collection. So, because I actually don't really know much about these, so give me like what what is it or what what's the point? They're just little uh, figures that are accurate to the character that you know they're they're putting out. That I mean, you can do stuff with them. Like there, some games have like Amiibo compatibility. Where okay, they so like they do interface extras. with the game. Yeah, yeah, but I don't use them for that. I you just, just like you know, the figures. Yeah, they're you know you you average figures like thirteen bucks, and it's you know for what you're getting for however much you pay for it i feel like it's a very reasonable price for an accurate figurine of all my favorite characters and i have like the entire smash bros line i have most of the zelda line (laughs) i have all the the metroid line anything that like anything in the nintendo franchise that i'm crazy about i try to like you know whenever an amiibo comes out for it i'll try to get it just yeah that's cool and i i hate i hate them being in the box so as soon as i get them i tear them out of their box and I like to display them. Yeah, just display them in their in their awesomeness outside of the box. They take up a lot less space too, so it, yeah, it makes for. I, I'm the same way. I, I'm not much of an in the box display yeah. kind of guy. Obviously, for value, that's 
the better thing, but yeah. I'm usually not buying something. If I'm buying it like that because I like it, I'm not buying it because it's going to appreciate in value. Yeah, yeah. I'm buying it because I like it, and in which case yeah. I want to see it, right? Yeah, well, it, it's good, too, because even like even some of the Amiibos, either because of limited printing or lack of demand initially, they didn't put out a lot of them. And like some of the original Amiibos, like the Mario one, they used to be one you could go to every toy store or Walmart and like see a, a ton of them everywhere. And then right. like now... You don't see those anymore. Everybody still wants the original printing of it, and they're like forty bucks now. Really? Yeah, just just for the original Smash Brothers Mario, which used to be like a you know, you diamond could dozen. Yeah, it's you everywhere, could, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, I don't I don't know what Nintendo plans. You know, Nintendo's notoriously funny when it comes to making uh, or having good stock of of the stuff that they sell, especially like the stuff that you know actually does see good demand. Which right, like you could see that with all their systems from the Wii upwards. Uh, the Wii was used to be like. Finding a, a diamond in the rough, going to a store and actually seeing a Wii in stock for like the first couple years of its yeah. existence, and that was the same thing with uh, the Switch initially, and you know the NES Classic, SNES Classic, all that stuff. It's I, I they it took them so long to come out with second waves for those things too, and it's still kind of hard to find that stuff. Right. And if there was if you know if those if those things were abundant, it would all it would have you know for one it would have kept the the scalping market from really being able to do a lot, and then it would have got to you know go into homes of people that actually wanted to play the stuff. Like when the Super Nintendo Mini came out, I wanted one. I did, but really I just wanted the controllers from it because. <laughs> <laughs> they are we they're Wii classic controllers but or they plug into a Wiimo but they're you know wireless Super Nintendo controllers when right. you plug them into a Wiimo so I have a I have a Wii uh, a Wii U that I I kind of software hack to play all my old favorite games and like you know right. being able to play you emulate stuff yeah, yeah being able to play Super Nintendo game with a, a Super wireless Nintendo Super controller Nintendo, it, it feels a lot more authentic than any other yeah. controller option so yeah I'm the same way um, you know it's kind of funny because you can emulate just about anything with a PC and yeah. it, you know I, I've tried to play some Super Nintendo stuff and some stuff like you know even old PlayStation games and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like this just isn't right yeah, yeah, you know, because I can use an Xbox controller or whatever, yeah. but it's like this isn't. Yeah, you know, I, I need I need an N sixty four controller, yeah. and they, I know they make USB ones now, and you can do all that, but um, that, so that's cool that what you use it for. Yeah, nothing, I, nothing, in my opinion, nothing beats the original interface. I, mean, I love the feel. Well, of the game's designed controller. to be played with yeah. that controller, right? So it's kind of hard to, yeah, to, to use a different control system. Yeah, it's the same thing with like the GameCube controller. It's so hard to like any game that was made for the GameCube. You, it's just feeling the GameCube controller and having like the buttons laid out exactly how they are just it it, it makes sense makes more sense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so you meant so yeah gundam um that's something that i've been into for a long time gundam was one of my favorite animes growing up mm-hmm. um i built a bunch of the models when i was a kid um and i've got a couple at home now um i, I don't really have a good space to display them and mm-hmm. and they take a lot of time and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a perfectionist so like i don't I, like if i can't just throw it together you know and and so it's like a project for me so it's one of those things where I don't want to have it like out on the table for a month, mm-hmm. so I just have never really found the time. But um, it's something that I want to get back into at some point. And you know, I, there's only really one one store in town I know that has at least a good decent selection. Um, so you guys probably would you know be a good fit for for that kind of stuff if um, if you could get a hold of it and just keep it in stock. So. Yeah, yeah, we're we're trying to work with a, a wider variety of distributors to you know keep a good stock of you know everything that we already do. Uh, try to keep in the store and then we we let our community decide what sure. and and that's you know that's the biggest aspect of this business and and you know one of the things i haven't really got to touch on yet but uh i mean i guess you know you know and being the what i called earlier like trying to create a place like the third place that's you know you 
you're you want to be a reflection of what your community wants everything that everything that your community wants is what you'd want to try to do and you know like if we'll we'll if we hear you know one person come in like we have a couple people that like talk about like uh uh x-wing or star wars yeah rogue spotter yeah the armada stuff yeah yeah, and it's really hard to find now right yeah I, i i just think that there's like i think because the market for it isn't as big as some of you know the bigger markets that uh typical game stores try to take advantage of that it's kind of a you know you might get one or two stores in the city that'll do it, but uh, if unless there's demand for it, you know we we try to scale everything by demand. If we have you know a couple people come in here and say, oh I want to you know I want to see some more Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Or, you know, let's when you, you guys plan on doing Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, Yu-Gi-Oh was nobody here really has any expertise in Yu-Gi-Oh at all, so it's been hard for us to you know kind of like uh, accommodate that sure. like we're getting more and more people that are you know asking you know hey do you want to you ever going to start like stocking sealed product for Yu-Gi-Oh or uh start selling singles for Yu-Gi-Oh we'll have we have a couple boxes that we let people come in who like Yu-Gi-Oh look through them but we just don't really have a uh, we haven't figured out how we're going to implement Yu-Gi-Oh into our our uh uh our, our set of offerings that we have here in terms of either, both product and you know tournaments and things like that yeah because it takes time it takes resources yeah you know, it, it, and it takes knowledge and that's yeah. that's definitely the part that we're lacking on is nobody here and it's not that i don't want to say that nobody wants to learn it but it's intimidating coming out from the outside because of what we hear a lot of people in the Yu-Gi-Oh community talk about like they're their uh uh their issues that they have with the game and like how right. it's going and where you know like there's uh it, it just it sounds intimidating from the outside and like with dragon ball super it's such a new game that you know anybody can get into that and it doesn't take you very long to like become uh up to speed on the meta and everything like that so you don't have to worry about it as much and with with pokemon and you or pokemon and magic they're you know pokemon has its following from even outside of being a card st- or a card game you know, everybody knows something about Pokemon, either from right. the card game well, side, the video game side, the anime kind side. kind of an integral part of yeah. U.S. culture, you know, ever since it blew up in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And everybody did, you know, except in our demographic, there's nobody that didn't play Pokemon at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know? And with, uh, with Magic, it's, like, it's such a big game that it's like it's hard to find people that don't know something about it. So yeah. it... it, it becomes a lot easier to accommodate those than, than uh, at least in our experience. And we, we definitely... It, not not even just Yu-Gi-Oh, but for for just about every uh, uh, thing that that we do see any kind of demand for, we want to be able to accommodate it. We used to not. I, I never even thought that we would, you know, like start seeing D and D campaigns being hosted. Yeah, here. But I've been we, here a couple times, and there's yeah, people playing. And that that's that was a really interesting thing to to get into. And now we're uh, we're starting to we we've been dealing with uh, a lot of the war gaming stuff. To an extent, like mm-hmm. we we stocked a small variety of Games Workshop products. And yeah, and I've games. actually ordered some. Yeah, through you guys recently, it, and it wasn't too long before, like you know, we had we kept having more and more people come in and say, "Hey, do you, are you guys planning on doing anything? Hey, do you guys plan on doing anything with this?" And that was another small thing that kind of pushed us to move into another a bigger location. Was we couldn't accommodate everything yeah, they, that we wanted. War to games get, take yeah. up a lot of space, yeah. and that's one thing that we're really excited about is like having dedicated space for some of that more. Uh, uh, space intensive stuff yeah like, I mean, you got two people playing on yeah. a four by six table right yeah, yeah whereas you know you can play magic and you can have six six people, six people playing yeah. at the same size table you know yeah, yeah um and you know i think you know i understand your hesitancy too because you guys you know like you said you've got between you chase and mason you have like your respective strengths and areas of knowledge yeah. so to go outside of that 
mm-hmm. is kind of difficult because you the last thing you want is they want to have prod, product on the shelf or um, you know game or people in here asking questions that you don't have the answer to. Yeah, yeah. It's nice having you know because like somebody will come up and ask me like something about Dragon Ball Super and it's like you know if if May, if Chase isn't around then it's like I wish I knew what to tell you. Fortunately, we more often than not we have people in the store just like who are casually playing or uh, you have you yeah know, just experts, hanging right? around. That, like, you know, if somebody wanted to ask a question about, like, Super, even right now, for example, there's a, a handful of people over there playing right now that, you know, I could go over there and they could tell me everything I need to know or tell them everything that they needed to know. And I wouldn't have to worry about the same with, like, if I wasn't here to yeah, talk somebody about, knows magic, about magic. Yeah, right. I can almost guarantee somebody's going to be here that would be able to fill that void and they would want to just because, like, everybody that, for the most part, everybody that plays here wants to see more people playing. Everybody wants yeah. to getting expanding our group expanding the 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 community and from even just like I, i'm sure the super players would be more than happy to see more people playing magic here and pokemon people playing here and all kinds of stuff right. because there's, there's a pe- lot of there's a lot of intermingling there's yeah. you know people uh uh jose over there he actually started coming here not even wanting to play not knowing anything about magic or dragon ball super he was looking for Yu-Gi-Oh cards. We told him the first time he came, we don't really have a lot, but you can look through what we have. And he came back the second time. We don't really have a lot, but you can look through what we have. The third time he came in, he wanted to. He asked, "I wanted to learn how to play Magic." So that was a mistake because he's whooping my ass now. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, th- this was probably about a good four to six months ago when he started coming in, and uh, uh, you know he learned how to play Magic, and uh, uh, he bought the pre-constructed cat deck. And that was his base for starting to learn how to play the game. Of course, we got him into playing the worst way you could, which is Commander, because you, it's there's more complexity to Magic, or less complexity to you know a standard constructed style yeah, of Magic than there got is Commander. What, normally, you've got 60 cards, 20 of them are lands. And then you get up to four of every single so card. So you really so. only have ten different yeah. cards that are really interacting with one up, another. Up, usually about, you know, anywhere from 15 to 18 different cards. But, like, you're going for the same consistent theme every right. time you're playing that game. Whereas Commander, you have one yeah. of each card, 100 cards, yeah. minus your base glands, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, the way those games unfold is different every oh, yeah. time, yeah. you know. And it's it's definitely, it's I wouldn't say it's the hardest way. It's kind of like a... A baptism by fire. Yeah. If you learn how to play it that way, you're gonna know. Like you'll be comfortable playing any format of Magic, and it's you know the the format that we see played here more than anything else well, exponentially. It, it, you know, and, and I've played both, and I I think for me Commander is much more of a social form. Obviously, it's a yeah, more social yeah. format. I don't want to say it's necessarily more um, casual. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it, it can be, but you know, there's, competitive. There's, yeah, there's you know. the competitive side to it and the casual side to it. But you um, get that with most formats of Magic. Yeah, and, and for me, it, it's more casual because the games, the pace of the games. Yeah, you know, with with standard or, or legacy or whatever, like it doesn't take very long if yeah. a deck's well constructed, right? Yeah, and you, it's, you, you get, it's a race game, to turns, that's right? All it exactly. Is. Yeah. And, and with Commander, sometimes you know these games are going 10, 15 plus turns, um, if not more than that, you know. Yeah. And and that allows you to, to talk and hang out with people, right? And you're doing that kind of stuff. Versus yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay, let me play these three cards and I win. Yeah, you want to play yeah. again? You know, I mean, that to me yeah. is not nearly as fun. You can definitely see that side in uh, Commander 2. Uh, uh, one of the first, like, halfway competitive decks that I built was just a how fast can I go infinite and, you know, we start another game. And I didn't keep that deck around too long just because... Like, it's not it's, fun for everybody you, else, you know? It, it's not, not even so much that because, I mean, my style of playing Magic isn't necessarily... I don't care about winning. I just make, like, making everybody you know pissed off at me i like i like and and that was a lot of my second deck was my first deck was you know 
it, the only thing that became boring was I was just doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. I was getting the same, you know, when you when you're putting two cards in your graveyard and you know having five different ways to pull it back out of your graveyard and having having a way to search for every single card that you need to do that. Your gameplay gets very consistent to where you're only worrying about okay, who's gonna does anybody have any counter spells? If not, are they gonna exile my graveyard? Yeah, yeah I mean, that yeah, kind of if, stuff if, like, does somebody have an answer? If not, all right, the game's over. Uh, I've I've done what I've done. You know, the last fifteen times I played. Right. And then, uh, I mean, that, that's a really fun way to play, but, like, it, it gets really old really quick. And my second deck was a lot more of, you know, an ex- expression of, I don't want to necessarily... I like winning, but even more than winning, I like pissing people off. <laughs> and that, that deck was just, you know, what can I do to keep people from actually being able to play anything? Even if it's myself, So, too. a lot of sacrifices. Not, and not so much that, more cards. so just, like, conditions that, like, you know, say, you, you can't play more than one spell per turn. Oh, or wow. you yeah. can't uh, cast spells with the power or cast creatures of the power of like four or greater or anything like that or like cards that like you know kept certain abilities from activating it's like just ways to, to lock stop, the board down yeah, yeah to lock the board down to where we're just you know sitting sitting around waiting for you know somebody to either top deck the perfect card to counteract it or uh i slowly ping everybody to death for one point of damage a turn and kill everybody in 20 turns or something like that <laughs> which never happens so it, it that, that's that's definitely my favorite way to play but even that like when you're when it's nice to have a good variety of decks because if you stick to one deck for too long it just you it see yourself stale. do even in commander where you're dealing with a hundred different cards like if you play the same deck over and over again you'll start to see that consistency play itself out and then you know before you know it, it's like well what am i going to build now and yeah and and uh, to be honest i noticed that more with like the um with the, like a two like a deck that's built for a specific purpose right yeah, yeah. because the whole idea like you said is you're trying to get specific cards you're trying to yeah. do specific things and i the most fun i've had really I mean, on a consistent basis anyways is um playing with the pre-constructed commander decks yeah that are a lot you know they're not efficient by any stretch of the imagination yeah. but there's a lot of different way they, they can play out there's a lot of different ways to win there's yeah. not it's not necessarily okay i'm trying to play these five cards yeah and that ensures yeah. me the victory and if i for whatever reason can't do that i'm gonna lose kind of thing yeah that's that's what the appeal in uh in sealed formats are in general it's like you're you're not you're not you know getting exactly what you want and building a deck out of it and playing that and playing against other people you already know what decks are going to play because everybody's right. playing what deck is in the meta and that's it with sealed and draft you know you're you're creating your deck from a limited pool of cards and you know you do the best that you can with what you have given to you you know either you were given great stuff that you can do good stuff with or you may have even get been given great stuff that somebody just might have got not necessarily great stuff but stuff that counteracts what right. you got yeah, pretty well so yeah. there's a lot more volatility there's a lot more variety in, in that type of format so this is why like there's a lot of people that you know, outside of Commander, they'll only play draft. sealed format. Yeah. They'll only play, like, you know, pre-release events and uh, sealed deck events, draft stuff like that, just because, you know, you're taking out the whole net deck equation. And that, you know, on competitive... I like I like, I like like both sides of Magic, really. I like the competitive side of Magic. I like, you know, putting together a, a, a good, an unnecessarily expensive deck that, you know, has one job, does it very well, and... You know, you can you can pair it up against multiple different te- different decks in in the meta and expect to do good, or expect to like as long as you know how to play well. You know, and make good decisions. And yeah. you, there's there's people who you know they spend it's it's full time job for them. So it's like <laughs> you know it's it's just about everything. You know, you can get into it so far before you realize it's like you know either I got to take this stuff very seriously, or 
you know, I'm going to be where I am and that's just going to be the way it is. And it's like, that's, I've kind of accepted my place in the magic world. I, I know how to play. I'm all right at the game, but I, I, I like being competitive to the extent like, you know, if I could be good amongst my group of friends or that's the same thing with Smash Brothers. Like, yeah. I, I thought I was so good at Smash Brothers. And then Brothers. you played people that were better. And then we had a good tournament here one day. And, you know, we had, like, the top five people in Kentucky come out to it. And <laughs> they just you know, like, stomped you. Like, I didn't even want to, like, well, even before that, I went to, like, one tournament. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm the best in my play group. I'm so good. Or I'm of, of the best. Because there's, it, it, at that time, it was a lot of, like, shifting around. You know, like, somebody would figure out something with one character and start using it. And, and abuse it, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, but. Figure out how to counter it. We were yeah. all, we were all, for the most, like, there was a handful of people that were all just really good in our play group. But I was, I was definitely one of them. And, like, going out. Going out of my play group, that I, I mean, we would sit down and put hours into this game, hours and hours and hours, and like expecting, like, yeah, we're probably really good. So we go out to a tournament, and then lo and behold, yeah, you know, I have people a third of my age, you know, juggling me like I've never played the game before. It's just like, what am I doing? What, <laughs> what's what, happening? What, what's what's what has my life been up to this point? And it's like seeing seeing people who just like they this is this is their life. And and you know it's not necessarily a bad thing. They found something that they're they genuinely interested and they're good in, at. yeah, and they, they're good at. And they want to you know make something of it. So it's like it's it's almost it's like watching art. Even at that point, you're yeah. you're watching somebody like have have a fluid understanding and like knowing exactly how the game works to the extent where they can make characters do stuff that you would never imagine to be able to do. So it's, yeah, it's intimidating, but it's also kind of interesting to watch. And it's like I yeah, know you, you got to have the right attitude, right? You can't yeah. be a sore loser. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. I, you, you can be competitive and be yeah. upset that you lost yeah. and be want to be better, but. You also have to, like you said, be willing to look at that person and be impressed. Yeah, yeah. And 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 learn from that almost to a certain extent, right? Definitely. And I, I I'm I feel like I'm really good in that aspect where I, I thrive off of failure. I like yeah. to I like to lose. I like to lose more than anything else because I don't. It's an gain opportunity. Any, yeah. It's you don't gain anything from winning. You if you've won, that means you're already good at it. You don't have to worry about it. If you but if you lose, you you have an opportunity to learn. You have yep. an opportunity to grow. You have an opportunity to like uh, take from somebody that that knows more or has more ability in that and you know learn something from it so and that's that's not even just in like competitive sports or or card game or gaming in any type it's you know there's you know there's people who are out there doing much more successful in the type of industry that i've tried to to wedge myself into and it's like you know you can either look at them as as competition and just you know try to do everything you can to you know make yourself the best and better than them or you can you know use it as a good opportunity to learn and like you know what you know figure out what makes other people successful and how to like how to implement those practices yourself and see if that stuff works for you as well so you know there's i I like i like losing i like not being the best i don't i don't like you know any any type of like sense of oh i'm i'm the greatest or because i know yeah, for one, boring, i'm not right? i'm not yeah. anyways there's always like, somebody that's better yeah right? there's it, just about everything I, I i like to think that i'm good at a handful of things but like i know that i'm not unnecessarily good at anything it's right. like i like to uh have a good understanding of that and, and know my place knowing like i'm in the presence of somebody that you know can make me look like a child when i'm, <laughs> I'm doing this kind of stuff and they're half your age yeah. like you said right yeah and and it, but <laughs> And you know you you, you, get, you take a lesson where you can get it. You know the best lessons are always learned in the worst ways, and sometimes it's failure. <laughs> sometimes it's getting jumbled sometimes, in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, right? sometimes it's getting you know it's you know it's one thing to to lose, but it's another thing to you know sit down after the game and be like, hey, can you teach me some stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that was 
that's my favorite thing you know so far about um everything that i've played here because magic is a lot to pick up on and oh yeah you know I, i've played magic briefly in the past and um i've also i've never been competitive at it though but i've done plenty of similar things i've played other card games mm-hmm. played role-playing games played plenty of video games played board games played miniature games so i get the concepts they're not really very different mm-hmm. you know Stuff happens in certain orders. Stuff has certain attributes. Like it's all all kind of games that we're into, kind of are similar to to an extent, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've never played Magic specifically, so um, you know, coming in here and learning how to play, even at a, a relatively high level that some of these guys play here, yeah. You know, it's never felt like once I lose or when I'm losing, it's it, there's always like a well, here's what you should have played. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, it, it's always they're they're taking that opportunity to help me get better. Yeah. And it's that kind of environment versus where it's like, well, you lost. Sorry. Better about better luck next time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, like you said, there's always people here that want other people to play, that want other people to be better, and it, and you can really feel that here. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, I'm trying to get uh, more into some of the other formats of Magic that people like to play more competitively. I uh, I tried out Modern recently for the first time, and it's just like you know I I understand constructed formats, I understand standard. I played a little bit of standard, but I never really got into Modern and. Like, uh-huh. It's not different. It's not really different from standard. More so, it's just a card have, set, you know, right? You have, yeah. You have, a, you have a broader pool of cards to choose from, and the metas, you know, catered to to that. And uh, it's you know, getting into a format that you have you have no familiarity with. It's like you can, yeah, reading reading and understanding your cards is worth so much. But like you know, how how to play your deck, especially when you've never played it before, you don't have it yeah. read. Like I I picked up a, a deck blind. I think it was like five color humans, and uh, while well, it was a really easy deck to learn because the whole idea is just you know getting out all the humans that you can and having their abilities play off of each other and you know run your opponent down that way it's uh uh you know seeing how other decks played and like all the all the complexity involved in that oh it's man like it you, gets crazy you, you can Very see it's fast. like you know one and next turn you're like oh i should have played that differently and yep. i kept i kept finding myself saying oh i i played that wrong i didn't play that the way i should have played that and that was even more so and like I uh, uh, recently got another modern deck that I've kind of held off and like tried to keep for the store to have a deck to play with uh, it's a, a land destruction deck and it's all like mm. you realize yeah, how you said you like pissing people off yeah so. <laughs> yeah it's it, it gets it's real easy to, to realize that like there's it's not so much in magic it's not so much like what you play but how and when you play it absolutely and that's the entirety of the game you know it's one thing to get the right cards in your hand and like build a deck that you know creates that consistency and doing what you want to do but you still got to make the right decisions at the right time yes that's it's and there there's people that spend hours upon hours every day like you know taking the deck that they decided to run with and pairing it up against other popular decks in the format and just playing games over and over and over again so they can learn what to expect out of every single deck in the format and it's just like and when you realize that that's the level of dedication that some people have or like going out and playing in tournaments every week or multiple times a week right and like there's it, you, you at least have a realistic idea of like if you really wanted to be good at it and you see what you have to do but it's like is that the way you want to play Magic? Right. And I, I, I don't want to play Magic that way. I like to, you know, if somebody, if we're having a, a I, I try to have a deck for just about every format that people play here and you know from both from teaching new people how to play depending on what format they want to jump into we get a lot of like younger people who are like oh well i just picked up a standard format deck i want to learn how to play standard so i put together a standard format deck and now if people want to learn how to play or like uh expand their knowledge on how to play and like or at least get like some perspective from how i play and and use that to kind of like uh uh learn from it and and hopefully make better decisions even though i don't necessarily make all the best decisions it's <laughs> 
Uh, well, it's I, a learning really thing, like, yeah, right? I mean, I, and that's my, one of the things that's been like really refreshing for me playing is um, it, it feels very mentally sharpening. Like, yeah, you know, you're constantly having to think about how cards interact. And, yeah, and like yeah. you said, when do I play? I have this really good card that's a really good answer for something that this other person has, mm-hmm. but is now necessarily the right time to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and all that stuff just, I feel like it's making yeah. me smarter. Yeah, you know, there, there's slowly. a lot of complexity. There's there's so many layers to, to magic where it's not so much just like, okay, well, I have I've this I've got the card. biggest creature, I win. Yeah, right? I, I have this card that counteracts this card that's, you know, out right now, and I can get rid of it, but it's it's more so like, you know, you gotta you gotta both think back and you have to think ahead. You have to like, well, what happens if if he gets another one, or what happens? What's he got if, in his like, hand? How much yeah, mana does he have? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, all that stuff, right? And, and I think that's what actually even got me into poker too, because poker is like a it's it's the same game. It's not the same game, but it's it's it requires like the same kind of like Decision mental making. gymnastics yeah. where yeah. you have to like. There's a lot more than just what you have in your hand and what you see out on the field. There's infinite complexity behind that, and you can only know so much before it's just like you know. And, and you see a lot of the same things in magic, where like you know, a person that's really good at magic, they could not have anything in their hand and make the person think that you know they have the the right card in their hand to answer, and that'll make somebody play differently just by you know keeping your mana open and having a hand. Uh, will give people the illusion like, okay, well, he's, What's staying, he holding? he's, yeah. he's staying open with the specific purpose of trying to keep me from doing what I want to do, so I'm going to do something else to keep that one in the whole time. He could have played his spell and got what he wanted done and probably had the upper hand at that point. So there's there's the... the you, you In card gaming in general, you pull a lot... It seemed, it, I, 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 I'm starting to notice you tend to pull a lot of the same like uh, outside of, you know, just raw good cards there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of thoughts behind there's a lot you have to have a good thought process and just think about more than just what you see out right now and uh uh how much like you know even knowing somebody can like knowing how someone plays (laughs) can affect and and any card game can affect how like you know what kind of what you can expect from them and and there's there's so much it's it's great to have that kind of complexity but you know you have to understand that complexity is there and like there's there's people who you know take a lot of time to figure out oh, yeah. all those kind of things to make themselves a better player yep. and it's it's between and even as out of card games there's you know you, you have to it's important to know your place I, yeah. I think that's I know my place I'm, I'm comfortable with being I'm, I've been playing magic for almost 20 years now and I, I love the game I, 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 I like the lore behind it I like the complexity I like the the social aspect of it um but it's not something that i would ever say that i could see myself like oh, i'm gonna start Being grinding tournaments and yeah, yeah trying to be good i i i'm i, I don't really have that that uh that desire I, I like i like i like the more casual side and i ha- i have friends that my roommate actually he he's a very competitive magic player almost to the point where it's like i don't even like playing commander because you know if you put enough money into it and it's unfortunate to say it, but if you really put a lot of money in a commander, you're talking about you know six, seven thousand dollars. You're you're making a deck that like well, on average about turn one point five, maybe two. I can I can pull off consistent wins. Right. And at that point, it's like you know, is it a solved format? Is it you know at that point you're depending on well, uh, does somebody have a counter spell turn two, or does somebody have force of will or you know, is somebody going to do something about this? You know, turn two, which you know, in in most casual games, is like I've got two lands out, maybe a soul ring, and I'm I'm you know just starting to build like the most basic part of this game, right? Of my strategy, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, and then there's other on the other side, you have like, well, uh, game's it's turn over, guys. Two, uh, yeah. You guys ready to play again? So it, it's there's 
I don't know. I, I I do like both sides of the game. But to me, I agree with you. I think yeah. it's to me that's that it's, it, from the competitive aspect makes sense, but it's not fun. It's not yeah. as fun. Yeah. If you're if you're playing to be competitive, it makes I yeah. think it would be fun, but I'm not right. Yeah, and I'm here to hang out with friends yeah. and do something that makes me think. And you know, and it's funny because you uh, over time, like uh, he's he's become more and more inclined to like you know sit down and play a casual game. And like initially, it's like you know when you when you play Magic one way for so long, it's just like I'm I'm just playing to win. That's the only thing I'm doing. Like why would I make a deck that's not gonna win? Right. Why would I make a deck that doesn't like? Why would I purposefully make a deck that is not as good as it could be and, you know, just just play to play when, like, I've, for for years I've been playing specifically with the <laughs> purpose win. of win as fast as possible. So it's right. like, I, I could see how that would kind of, like, take away from the, the... When you're doing it not for fun, but specifically as, like, a trying to be really, really good at this, you, it takes away from the, the fun side of it. And, yep. it. and it's the same thing with anything else. Like, when you're playing... In Smash Brothers, you're playing one character all the time, so much to the point where you're learning like, you know, hitboxes and and you know counteracting every single you know character that you can expect to see a matchup against. You know, you're not you're not playing the game for fun at that point anymore. You're playing that game to, you know, develop a skill. You're yeah. playing that game to win specifically. And there's you know you can as I mean I'm sure that you can still have fun in the middle of all that, but I I couldn't imagine like you know spending eight hours a day. You know, working on on how to how to play my Luigi the best as possible. Well, I, I like you know just being goofy and, and <laughs> you know, having fun with with my characters. You know, if I win, that's great. But like, if I don't, then I still piss people off. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a part of that's a win in itself is just pissing people off. <laughs> so and, don't play with Zach, guys, unless you want to be pissed off. Cause <laughs> apparently, that's his goal in life. But uh, we're we're coming up on an hour here. We're well, actually a little over an hour. Um, so just to give you guys a, a Reminder: The new store is at fifty-five thirty-four New Cut Road. Um, come check it out. They've got you know pretty much anything. Well, not anything yet. We're working on anything though. So Magic, Pokemon, D and D, Games Workshop, video games, uh, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, uh, plenty of people playing. Working on Gundam. Working yeah. on. Um, having a place to play Games Workshop games, um, working on some places to play video games, um, and if you guys want to learn, there's always people here that are willing to teach you. So, oh, definitely, and 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 like I said previously, the the number one goal in this place is community building. If uh, you know, there's. Uh, I wouldn't say that we got into this business, or I know at least I didn't get into this business with the sole intention of like becoming a millionaire or anything. Right. This isn't the business to get into, honestly. <laughs> if you want to, if you're trying to be a millionaire, you, 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 this isn't the business to start out at. But this is, this is just a manifestation of you know wanting to bring people together more than anything else. You know, we we keep stuff in the store that you know provides that medium. It's you know whether it's a card game or video games or. You know, a D and D campaign, like having the stuff to do that and the space to play it. You know, uh, and my my philosophy is that you know, building a truly good community and having everybody happy to be here will get us through whatever. Absolutely. Like that'll that will that will make us our living, even if it's a modest living. I'd much rather live modestly and you know, be surrounded by a bunch of happy people that are. You know that are that appreciate the the work that we've done to to be able to provide this type of setup for people, than to you know just you know have a bunch of money and you know have no interaction with with my community or anything like that. More than anything else, like I like you know, we probably have like you know I'd say like maybe ten people here if that right now. It's, Everybody went to get that, tea. Yeah, <laughs> everyone went to go get food. But you know being able to just you know intermingle with all of it, especially on the busier days of the week, I can. 
you know, go to a random table, people playing whatever, and it's like, I know a lot of them. I right. can sit down and talk to them. I can interact with them. Like, I can, you know, share what I'm doing and hear what they're doing. And, and it's not just me doing that with them. You know, it's them doing that with them. People mm-hmm. are intermingling. Like, I see so many people, like, going back to Jose, when he came, he started to learn how to play Magic. Once he got comfortable play, with playing Magic, he looked at some people playing Super, now he's one of the better super players in in the group he he comes out you know whether it's for magic or for super we find him here just about every <laughs> single day of the week playing one game or the other and right he's kind of become an extension of the bit of the shop now he's he's like the the young face of the business <laughs> everybody that comes here and plays like eventually you know jose absolutely you, you get to either you're you're meeting him on the on the battlefield or you're you know talking about something in, in one of the card games that that you guys both play and it's you know we find that happening more and more like it started it was it's it's almost beautiful to watch that stuff start <laughs> Absolutely, out man. and and go from you know like a small core of people that like okay yeah this place is cool i want to see this place become better and then you start to see more and more people come everybody's in. investing in it yeah, I mean, yeah and and it's that's what it is the the community if you want if if we invest in the community the community will invest in us and that's 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 my number one goal is making sure that like everybody that comes out here isn't just like coming here to you know find something that they want get a good deal on something or anything they're coming here because you know they enjoy the environment they enjoy Mm -hmm. the people that are here and and you know i i I firmly believe that like putting that together and having that be the the central focus of our business and that's definitely what like me and chase and mason have all, all like sat down and this is the angle that we need to hit we, yeah our community is the most important thing. you guys are doing a great investing job that, in the community is more important than anything else and and i think we're all on the same page that like you know in in time you know investing in your community they're going to invest in you yeah and that's that's what we more than anything else that's, well, I, I think it's paying off your stores keep getting bigger and bigger yeah, so yeah um yeah. yeah so I, you know thanks for letting me come um set up shop here in the store um, this is definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do you, so what do you guys have coming up? So every Monday, by the way, we uh, Nerd Like Me, we play Magic here. So if you guys want to learn how to play, want to come hang out. We're, I mean, we can play other stuff too, Super or whatever. Um, but generally, we're playing Magic. So if you guys want to come join us, um, feel free to do that. Um, and you mentioned uh, the painting thing is going to be on Wednesdays, right? I believe so. Yeah, I haven't had a ch- I haven't had a chance to really catch up on like on what's the, been going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just um, got back from having a day off work and working on my car and all that stuff. So I've been finding ways to stay busy. But uh, uh, in in regards to like learning anything, I I fancy myself a good teacher. So yeah, I you, love, you're great. I love I love teaching people how to play Magic. Uh, I can't really teach anything. I think I know how to play Pokemon. Not, not like <laughs> not like how you probably actually play it. But I remember playing it when I was like twelve. So uh, I anyone that wants to learn how to play magic i I, uh, to the extent that i can i'd always love to sit down and you know i've i think probably this week i've probably taught two or three people how to play and it's just like you know i had a a young kid come in with his i think it was his mom and his dad or his dad and his grandpa and he's like i want to learn i I have an idea how to play magic but i want to learn how to play it a little better i want to learn how to play commander so I didn't. I don't have a commander deck right now. I borrowed one of my friend's commander decks and borrowed another one of my other friend's commander decks. Gave him one. I had one. Sat down and I taught him the, it, not just like how to play commander, but you know a broader understanding of how like to play strategy magic. and yeah. And and like by the time it was all said and done, uh, his grandpa was like, "You're a really good teacher." And you know. It, being able to bring people into the store and like have them know that like especially their children like but I, I I like having kids in the store more than anything else I like having like you no know, Thursday Thursday or not so much Thursday especially when school starts like Friday and Saturday 
we'll usually get like a handful of kids in here and it's just like you now being able to you know provide them with a place to be happy and like grow up and yeah and start to like take stuff from you and and learn from you and uh uh you you kind of it's like having your mark on somebody Absolutely. it's like it's it's one thing like you no know, adults are stubborn kids are so impressionable it's it's so great <laughs> I, I love how impressionable kids are and i, I like like you know leaving my mark and like knowing like i taught them how to do something that they like to do now and uh they'll come to me for advice and like you know even and and that even goes back into i feel like a part of why this place exists in the first place because that's where i was when i was like 12 13 years old i lived at a card store well that's exactly why yeah. man you you know it's left its mark on you yeah and there's the there's multiple and there's multiple uh little stories that like you know left a mark on me it's like why i why like i feel so comfortable in this type of position because like i remember when i was 12 and like a card well, the card store owner that i used to go play at he gave me a, sh- uh, a tackle box filled with magic cards and there was nothing good at all <laughs> but to me i was my mind was blown like you just gave me all these cards i get right. all these cards to make decks with and play and like for the next week straight, like, me and my friends would just build decks out of them and play each other. And, like, we were busy for, for a solid two, three weeks straight just off that fishing box of magic cards yeah. that he didn't want because there was nothing good in it. Right. And it's, like, those little things like that and, like, you know, just knowing how had a place to go almost every day of the week that I wasn't in school or after school. I was there. And, like, I was there. I wasn't out doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I was there, like you know learning skills and you know building friendships and uh interacting with people and it's like you know you can't trade that stuff for the world like that's that stuff's worth more than any any money that you can make or anything like that right. that's that's a lot of why i feel like we do what we do here because you know being able to provide that for people is 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 rewarding to say the least it really is yeah i mean like i said it's um you know that's why that's why uh, i come back because I, I love the environment here and i think you guys are doing a great job so um, keep it up. Is there any anything before we close out like that you want people to know? Or um, I would say the biggest thing is like for anything that we do do already. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with us already and you haven't been out here, and we do hit something that you know you're you already play or you want to play, you know, come out and check us out. You know, get a good idea of you know, what we have going on here and how we can what we can do to you know provide you with you know the things that you need to do what you want to do, or even you know provide you with the space to do it. And then for anything that we don't do, we depend on our community to tell us what we keep. If you're not doing something, yeah. Yeah, if we're not doing it and it falls within the spectrum, like, you know, how a nerd like me is the general nerd spectrum in its entirety. Yep. I want to hit every single aspect of it to the extent that there's demand for it, to the extent that we can build a community for it and, you know, provide that kind of space for people to, you know, come together and enjoy that stuff. That's what I want to do for any, any side of it, not just... You know, it's it's easy to do video games and magic and Pokemon because you know those are, they're they're set. They're they're to do to have a store like this without those is to have like McDonald's without a burger. So, but but to have be able to have everything that everybody wants and you know be able to have a sustainable environment, a good community based around you know a, a broad spectrum of stuff. I'll I'll do anything. Sure. I'll do just about anything as long as it's making as long as it's growing the community and making people happy. Well, you heard the man. So. um if you guys aren't familiar with Cardinal, you can check them out on Facebook. Uh, follow their page. I think it's Card Space N Space All Gaming. Um, again, they're on New Cut Road now. 
Um, all their events are posted on there, all their tournaments, all that kind of stuff. They do a great job of keeping their Facebook events updated and, and all that stuff. So if you are need more info, that's the place to go. Um, I, I don't. Uh, we probably got some stuff coming up this weekend in a nerd like me, um, but uh, that's Aaron's gig usually. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, out of date also on that. I've been kind of busy, but um, yeah, when you're dealing with a handful, when a handful of people are working together to do something, it's you find out pretty quickly. Oh, that's that's what he does. Yeah, that's, that's Aaron, do. Aaron's the uh, Aaron's yeah. the coordinator. So. Um, <laughs> oh, they forgot his cheesesteak. Yeah, he's probably lying. Yeah, I, I knew they wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we uh, like I said, I really appreciate the time. And um, if you guys, uh, thanks for listening, obviously. Uh, like us on Facebook if you don't. Follow the podcast, subscribe, um, do all that good stuff. Share it with your friends if you like it. Um, check out Cardinal Gaming, do all that good stuff. And uh, I guess I'll catch you guys next week.